What's up, Anchor? It's been a little while since I came on here and just um come on the podcast and just talk and vent, talk about what's going on with me. So I decided this was a pretty good night to record a podcast about <clears throat> just just what's been going on, what's happening with me. Within the past few months, so everybody know I just um well that that has been following me on this on this journey. Everybody knows I just retired. I I won't say just I've been out for almost a year. September will make a full year since I've been out. And I've moved from North Carolina back to back home to South Carolina and I've been here for about two months. Been back to South Carolina for about two months. And that transition period from uh, relocating from North Carolina to South Carolina back or back with family, um, it, I mean, it was a good move. And it's it was it's a hard transitioning period to adapt from military life back to civilian life. And when I say hard, I mean uh, it, it. It's it's been hard for me. It's it's been hard for me. Um, it's been a little difficult for me. And I'm with, and this podcast is to explain why. So, and again, this is again, it's talking about me. But I'm 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 pretty sure other people have experienced a story similar to what I'm about to tell. It's just that we um, we would we choose to tuck certain things away and not deal with it because maybe we were too young. It was a painful. It was um, you know emotionally damaging, and we don't you know we just decide to not 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 talk about it or deal with it properly. So I did the full twenty. And in the Marines, and I gotta, I gotta say that it was, it wasn't, it wasn't hard. It actually wasn't difficult to complete twenty years. But that's gonna, um, that's gonna depend on the individual's mindset. If if it's if the journey is gonna be, you know, easy or hard or difficult, whatever, because you can do anything. You really can. It's just if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Your mind has to be solid and dedicated to that mission and you can do it. While I was in, <clears throat> I went through, I'll say three that I can, that were like pretty significant moments and they were pretty hard and I, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that again. And I'm going to talk about those three times that that I experienced. That was like, I I never, like it was hard. Those three moments were hard. The first moment was back in 2004 when I got OC sprayed. Now, to some of you that are in the military or have done this type of training, it, it's just think about a more 
uh, more aggressive, strong, souped up um, pepper spray. But it was it's bad. It, it for me it was bad. So going through that OC uh, non-lethal weapons training in Japan, OC spray sucked. It sucked like that. I never I had never felt nothing like that on my face for so long. And the best way I can describe it um, is just imagine if you were to go into like a McDonald's or Burger King. And you know when they take the french fries and they drop it in the grease? Okay, imagine removing the fries from the grease, walk over to that vat, and stick your head inside of there and just hold it there for like, maybe about, I'll say hold it there for about 11 or 12 minutes. And then you can pull it out. And then it slowly starts to, I mean, I mean slowly start to go away. And if you try to wipe your eyes or take a shower, just uh, just go right back over to that bat and stick your head right back in again. That's how OC spray did me. It sucked for me. Now, I saw other people conduct that training and it, and it didn't do them that bad. Like they, they went through the course, you know, people beating them up, doing flips and four shoulder rolls and all this other stuff. But. I couldn't do that. It just it just didn't work. It wasn't it for me. It was it did me pretty bad. So that's one of the first worst experiences I went through in the Marine Corps. The second experience that I went through that was pretty rough was in 2011, June 4th, uh, in Afghanistan, tree line black. Uh, on out on the patrol, I stepped on the land. I stepped on the mine. We call it, it's an IED, but a landmine. I stepped on the bomb, and sixty-pound IED explosion was pretty horrific. And I mean, it was quick. You know, it was quick. It was ferocious. You know, all just what I, when you look at the movies and you see people flying in the air because of bomb, it it it, it was that. It, it's just like that. Um, Oxygen being sucked out of the air, you can't breathe. People screaming, men, grown men crying, blood. Every it, it was, it's bad. I'm not exaggerating that. Like it was, it was that bad, and that happened to me. Um, during that period of going through that bomb, like I, I thought I was gonna die. Um, I had a, I had a, an intense spiritual awakening that happened to me. Which 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 made me view things differently, which made me think about things not, you know, on a deeper level. So that's a whole nother story. But just know that that was another pretty significant moment in my life while in the Marine Corps. And the third thing that I went through. Was in uh, 2017. When I got the news that my dad died, I was in Syria. So that was that was a, 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 an abrupt emotional hurt. It was it was pretty sucky. Um, you know, came home, did the funeral, all that all that stuff for for a uh, for for a funeral, and then I had to go back to Syria. So those those three times were like the the pretty much the worst. One was a uh, a physical hurt, 
One was a physical mixed with some emotional uh, uh, or, or, or mental change. And one was just a pure mental. Again, this podcast is to talk about trauma. This podcast is to talk about trauma. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I have gained your attention at this point. But a traumatic experience that one goes goes through or could go through, whether it be a kid or an adult, in this case, we'll say kid. For me, I had a traumatic experience that I went through as a kid. And in my mind, out of those three experiences that I had, nothing beats that traumatic experience that I went through as a kid. I was in the ninth grade. My house is is filled with love. My mom, my dad did together. You know, I didn't come from a I didn't come from a uh, like uh, a family of uh, 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 like disorientation. I, I didn't come from that. But my mom was 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 the hammer. Like she was the disciplinarian in my family. My dad go get her. He go out and he go make the money. He go does he does entrepreneurship. You know, he he's buying properties, flying planes. He's a firefighter. He's a truck driver. My dad was like one of the moms from uh, from a living color. But my mama was the enforcer. Well, one day, while in the ninth grade, one of my buddies was uh, passing around. Uh, a, a porno tape or a pornographic tape, and I'm I'm I had some pretty good lessons coming up in the house. Like, you know, we didn't really talk about sex, but I knew that you don't go in the house with like a girl that's you know what my mom would call fast. You don't you don't go in the, you don't mess with those fast girls. You don't you don't do that. Um, but around that age is the age where I'm getting kind of curious because. It's, it's a natural thing. You you know, reproduction is a natural thing. And my buddies are talking about this thing called sex or, uh, yeah, well, for, for this podcast, I'm going to just say sex. And there's this one girl in our neighborhood that a lot of people having sex with. And they're, they're like, they, they talking about it and I'm hearing it. And I'm like, man, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> so, but I, 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 I think this is one of those fast girls. I ain't supposed to be in the house with her. Well, one of my buddies had a tape. His name was Michael. My bu- my buddy Michael had a tape. And this tape was going around in ninth grade. And it gets to me. And I take the tape home and I watch it. And it was one of the <laughs> one of the best tapes I ever seen still to this day. <laughs> um it was a uh I, I don't I'm not gonna go into depth about the tape, but I, it was a porn tape, right? One of those old porno tapes that had a storyline. And I'm watching this thing because I had never seen nothing like this. I got my door locked. And, you know, I I, I, don't, I don't know anything about arousal. I don't know anything about getting that hard. I don't know anything about it. And as I'm watching this tape, it's the first, like, I was, I was, like, shocked, like, 
a little nervous. I don't know what just happened, but it, I, an ejaculation took place. And I, I didn't even know I could do that. And I was so shocked, but I do know I wanted to do that again. I wanted to feel that feeling again. But I, I had to, I got, I got tired. I remember feeling really sleepy and I ended up falling asleep. My mom ended up coming in the room. I don't know how she got in, but she ended up getting in my room and she found the tape in the VCR. And then I don't remember how long I was sleeping, but when I woke up, she came in the room with me and it really, it was no talking. She, 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 she slapped my head or I say slam because that's really what it was. My head against the wall. And when she did that, like I saw like a bright blue flash and I had a big knot on my head, on my temple, actually left side of my temple. That hit and that moment, I hated my mom. I, I hated her. I, 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 I was physically in pain and I was in complete mental downfall from there. It was, I didn't know why she had hit me. I, cause at that moment, I didn't know why she had hit me. I didn't know. Then it was, uh, you got this filth in the house. Just recently, like, and I mean, recently as of yesterday, August 8th, 2022. I held that in for 24 years. I was so mad at my mom for hitting me, but that's just how she was. Her like my mom was very aggressive in nature, very aggressive with discipline. But I always felt that that wasn't a valid justification for hitting me up against the wall like that. I've always felt that and I couldn't beat her up. I wanted to. I wanted her dead. I wanted to beat on her so bad, but I didn't want my daddy to be sad that I just beat up his wife. Because I was looking at her as my mama at that moment. I didn't care about that. So, I'll get put on what we would call punishment in the South or restriction, wherever, everywhere else. I'm on punishment in my room. And when I tell y'all, like, I'm I'm broke. I, I'm It's over for me. I don't, I'm I'm hurt. It's, oh my God, I mean, I have a huge knot on my head. My mama ain't going to give me no kind of love for this. I try to go to my daddy to ask my dad, like, I, I, I try. I, I don't know how to ask for like, hey, can you come love on me? I, I can't. I don't know how to do that. But I just asked him, hey, daddy, what's this? And all he said to me was, hey, that's a big old knot, buddy. So I I I really had nothing and i know like to some people this story could be could sound funny you know and i understand people will laugh at this story i really do but to me none of this was funny like it really i never 
I never found this funny. So right then I knew I, I, I'm getting up out of this house. But I was in ninth grade. I'm I'm little. I don't really got enough money to like go move anywhere. So that while I'm on punishment, I am becoming my own doctor, my own psychologist. I'm in that room trying to talk I'm talking to myself. My mind got so strong and so aggressive because I couldn't believe this lady had hit me. I couldn't believe she hit me that hard into the wall. And I promised one day, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to get you back. I will get you back. That's my word. Or if she happens to die prior to me getting her back, then, oh, well, I just ain't going to get her back. She did. But as long as I'm alive, I'm going to find a way to get you back. So everything that my mom didn't want me to do, I did it. She didn't want me to go in the Marines. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm gone. We had a thing where we couldn't, I couldn't go into like other neighborhoods when I was younger. I left. I went to those neighborhoods. I didn't care. I used to, I was at a, I didn't care. Now I knew that I would probably get a whooping, but I didn't care. I didn't care about them whoopings. I never, I, the whoopings didn't really hurt like that. I was used to whoopings. I really was. I, I promise y'all, I born in 82. Most of my partners and my friends that was born in the 80s, all us got whoopings. Everybody did. So we, we kind of talked about our whoopings and tried to compare them. Some of mothers was on, on level with each other, were giving us whoopings, but it, we, like it was nothing. Those whoopings was nothing. But that hit that I got for that tape, that changed the game for me. So I'm I'm in the room and I'm fixing myself. I was I was extremely mad at my mama. I was I will, I won't I won't say it was extremely mad at my dad because I wasn't, but I was a little disappointed in him for not really talking to me or giving me no love for that during that moment. No, I like nothing. I didn't get nothing for that. Nothing. What we would call lessons learned. I didn't get none of that. After actions. So I I felt like it was it was me against the world. I had to love myself. That's where I learned it. In my room on punishment. That's where I became a beast. I mean that. A beast. You can't stop me if my mind is to it. It became too strong while I was in that room. So again, I always wanted my mama to feel she was going to feel that pain one day, somehow, some way. I promise I'm going to get her somehow, some way. But in the meantime, I'm going to just hold it together. Act like everything is okay. But it ain't never been okay. It ain't never have been okay. There was a story at one point where I don't know all the details of it but my mom's mom they kind of got into it over something again I don't remember the details but I do know that my mom had done something or said something 
she did an action where my mom, so my grandma did this to my mom. My mom was crying, and she was, she was, she was, she was in pain, like I, uh, emotionally, or uh, yeah, she was in some emotional pain. Now, crazy as this may sound, I'm gonna still ride for my mama. I am still gonna go. I don't, I don't like the curse on this podcast, so I'm gonna go whoop on somebody for my mama. And I was ready to go. Me and my sister. We were ready to go. Let's ride right now. Let's go beat. We're going to go beat up grandmama for real. Let's go beat her up. But a small part of me on the inside was like, I'm so glad she made her cry. But I wasn't happy about it because I wasn't the one to do it. I didn't make her cry. But put that to the side because we about to go beat this lady up for messing with my mama. And that's just what it was. We're going to beat you up. And we ended up talking ourselves out of it like we didn't go do it. But I don't care if she ever hear this podcast. Grandmama, if you hear this, we was about to come ride on you. For real. Moving back to South Carolina, I'm closer with my family. And I've been out for a year. I've been back home for about two months. And... I'm over at my house with my brother. Now, I'm not without going into too much detail about this. Me and my brother get into an altercation. And this altercation is bad. And it's it's. When I say bad, I mean that bad. Like, it's, it's bad. It's not a good altercation. It's so bad to where my mom is called. She comes over to, to get my brother. And she's crying. She is hurting. And I know she's in pain. I see it on her face. My, my brother, this didn't turn out. It didn't turn out well for him. But again, that's his his our issue is separate. But for me and my mama, me seeing the hurt on her face, me seeing her hearing her cry. Nobody can understand the satisfaction that I felt seeing her cry. It felt great. And I loved it. Now. It's time to heal. And move past that. So. If y'all heard. uh, I want to say. If you're listening to my podcast. And checking out my poems. If you. uh, Start with. You don't want to hear the truth. To Demon Slayer, to the test, to Sage Away, to, to Confrontation, to Back to Business. All of those poems just came to me back to back to back to back to back. I don't write down poems. They come to me. I, I, and I, well, meaning I don't write poems. Like, you know, I don't sit back and make them up. These poems come to me. And as they come to me, I, I just record it in my phone. I upload it to the podcast and then I keep on moving to the next thing. Well, I know that 
pretty much everyone's at a spiritual war. Everyone, like every, we're at a spirit. This is spiritual warfare. And my family now has an internal battle going on. And the critical vulnerabilities just needed to be talked about. Meaning the weak points, what went wrong. Um, and that's what had to happen. So I was trying to gear myself up and prepare myself for how I was going to talk to my mama to tell her how bad 1998 was when she hit my head against that wall because I hated that. I hated her. And I just wanted to make her feel that pain back. I had to give it back to her. I would have never been satisfied. I couldn't, I don't care if I was 60 years old until I got her back. That's what it would have been. That's what it would have been. I wasn't mature enough in a place to just let that go. I couldn't do that. You're going to get this pain back first and then I can move on. That's may not be the right way to approach things, but that's how I did it. So we've my mom called me yesterday on FaceTime. I, I kind of I knew that we were going to talk soon. I knew we were going to talk soon because I can feel it. Like it's a spiritual pull. I can feel it. I know that my family will not progress and move forward until I address this with my mama. I just had to get up enough courage and get up enough class tact without and to be able to speak to her without causing any more pain. Because I don't I don't I don't cause the pain to her. Now I need to say it without being disrespectful and without you know, uh, initiating a fight. Hopefully, I, I never wanted. I don't want to fight her. I don't want to like come the physical blows with her. I don't want to do that. And plus, I know my daddy wouldn't have wanted that. I know that. But I wanted to be able to speak to her as if my daddy was physically sitting right next to her. And I and and last night, that's what I did. I I had to do it. I had to do it to let her know. I'll never respect that disciplinary method that she did because I still don't and I never will. I do forgive her and I love my mama. And if anybody mess with my mama, I'm going to ride on you. I want y'all to know that I'm going to ride on you. It, although I did want to hurt her. which I, I, That's weird. That's weird. To, you know, to, for me, I don't know why I feel like that, but I wanted to hurt her. But if anybody else do it, I'm going to get y'all. I'm gonna get you, so don't don't mess with my mama. Um, we spoke last night. I I I explained my my life to her. I explained. I laid it all out. I really am not a I'm not a crier. I don't really cry like that. I don't. Like I've been hardened. I've been hardened since '98, but. That last night, I just had to let everything out. I had to let everything out. Like, for real, I was, like, wide open. Like, open for an attack. I feel like, you know, I know nobody's going to, like, attack me. But you got to remember, I'm just coming out of the Marines. Defense is number one. Defense everywhere. Defense, 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 defense. They never no letdown, period. 
Guns, arms is never down. Guns always loaded. Everything. You always ready. Because you don't know when somebody might try to do something to you. And and in my mind, the last time I wasn't ready, my mama hit me. That, I, that, that can't happen no more. I can never not be ready. I always got to be ready. Head on the swivel. I can't not be ready because you might get your head knocked again and then... Got another whole set of pro another another set of problems, but I understand that there's a shift happening with me too. I am now out. I'm, I'm not in the Marines no more. My aggressive nature worked very well for me in the Marines, but out here on the streets now in the civilian side, that ain't gonna probably get me that far. In fact, I know it ain't going to get me that far. So I understand I got to adapt more compassion and more empathy. And that's really the answer for me. I need more of it while dealing with negative situations. Because if I keep the aggression level high while dealing with negative situations, I'm a probably that's going to probably be my demise right there. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to take me out. So I'm not going to reduce my aggression. I am going to put it on the back burner and I'm going to try to increase my compassion level for people, my empathy level for people so I can try to understand them more when I'm talking to them uh, or if they're explaining the situation to me. I am going to try to be more empathetic and that's just going to take me some time because I ain't that way, but I'm trying to be, I'm going to try to be that way. And I think some of you will be able to start to hear that in my poetry. I think it will, because I know my poems are healing and coping words. I know that I was born to do this. I am, I was born to give this planet healing words through poetry. I ain't never been supposed to be a Marine. I just did that to get, you know, make the goal because my mom make my mama mad. I just did that and it worked. Like it worked. I could have did Navy SEAL. I could have did anything. Well, I don't know about Navy SEAL because they sit in that cold water, but I I I could have had my my mind was all the way there. I could have done it. I just didn't want to go sit in that cold water in that buzz train. I didn't want to do it. But I can, and I, not only can I do anything I want to put my mind to, you can do anything you put your mind to. But your mind got to be strong. Your mind got to be focused and you can do anything. Anything. It's, it'll happen. Something I wanted to say. I remember, you know, y'all. everybody heard the little sticks and stones can break my bones. But words will never hurt me. Okay, let's. I wish whoever made that little slogan up. I hope they. I hope they're no longer here. Because, sure, the words will not physically hurt you like a stick or a stone. Of course not. It's a word. It's verbal. It can't hurt you like you pick up a stick and swing it and hit somebody. But if that person's mind isn't strong, that word can break them more than that stick or that or that stone so that's the dumbest slogan i ever heard that is not true 
It's all in the eye of the beholder. Those words can break somebody. So be very careful with your words. Selective with your words. Because you could damage, especially you parents, you could damage a kid based on what you say to them. Don't use the aggressive tact all the time. You could mess your family up and break your family apart. You could cause long-term lasting effects on your kids if you out here saying some aggressive stuff to your kids. And, and, and you're using that as a disciplinary tactic or disciplinary means because that's all you know. Well, you need to learn something else because that's not going to do it, especially in these 2022s, 2023, 2024. That don't work. That ain't going to work. You got to learn a new method of disciplining kids because if it's just aggressive and hitting them, okay, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see them in like 2035. They're going to be back to see you. They're coming back to see you. You will get visited with that same energy from in 2022 or whenever you did what you did. Think them kids ain't coming back to see you. You out your mind. Think you ain't um, broke them or hurt them. You out of your mind. They're coming to get you. So I wanted to let all of that go because I got some growing to do and I got to keep moving forward. I'm going to, and I'm going to I'm going to move forward. It's just going to take me some time to develop this uh, this trait of embracing more compassion and embracing more empathy because I know that's what's needed in my life right now. So if you have trauma, y'all y'all can listen to this or you hear my poems. It's advisable to speak your truth when you when you feel the time is right because not everybody going to speak it because I'm saying I'm not listen I'm not telling you to do it cuz you uh, cuz just cuz I'm saying it but mentally like think about it because I know it's heavy I know it's heavy you holding it if you busy and you got stuff going on yeah that'll take it off your mind for that time but when you get less busy and you ain't doing much, them feelings going to start coming back up to the top. How you going to deal with it? So talking about it helps deal with it. Now, you got to figure out what you got to do to help heal yourself. A lot of your psychologists and psychiatrists, well, yeah, yeah, psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, I hate to say it, but it's a job. That's how they get paid. You got to find someone that genuinely cares. And I don't know, you know, who you got to do that with. Um, but I wish you all well. I'm on my journey. You continue on your journey. These poems ain't going to stop. And the more I progress and get better with me, the better Poems gonna keep coming to you all. All right, I'm out.